Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Petty Podcast. Welcome back, guys. I know it's been a minute. Oh, God, yeah. But we back. (laughs) We ready. We ready. We we petty. We cute, we petty. Let's get into it. Cue the music. (coughs) Hold on. Don't cue it yet. Uh, Oh, shit. (coughs) I'm not even choking on dick. I was going to say, you're not even choking on nothing. Mm-mm. You're choking on that saliva. Yeah, I didn't even take a sip of wine yet. <laughs> the world betrayed me. <coughs> okay. You set yourself up for that one. Yep. Okay, now let's cue the music. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting for my life. <laughs> okay. Oh, How are you? fabulous how are you doing boo i am much much better right now good good yeah it has been a wild month and a half let me tell you oh i know (sighs) a lot of craziness and what's what's in my oh i left my taser in my pocket cool (laughs) well don't tase yourself it's got a safety it's fine i was gonna say okay I may be raggedy, but I'm not stupid. It's a low bar. I can't contest to that. Uh, I'm not going to uh, say anything. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> cool. Bitch. You know it's pure shade and love. Mostly shade. Yeah, mostly shade. Mostly shade. Let's start this podcast, honey. Let's do it to it. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so, we, today we're talking about style and fashion for the LGBTQ plus community. Yes, honey. And this is something that I've been really passionate about for a Yeah, so you're talking about this for a while. Yeah, this is something that's like had like such a strong build up. We've got this so much written over it. Oh, we've got so much content ready to discuss tonight, honey. Okay. So to kick it off, let's kind of just talk about what it's like being non-binary or gender non-conforming in a world of strict binary and a very strong fashion binary attached to that yeah so do you want to go ahead and kick it off since you have more of like a understanding sauce persona about this yeah i'll kind of get a little just a little dig into it just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit yes yeah just a little taste and i've got a couple questions so oh honey i got my facts right here for my articles Oh, you found some fabulous articles, honey. I oh, love thank it. you. Oh, my God. So gorgeous. And they're not only good facts. It's from a trusted source. So I was looking for detailed um, explanations and descriptions. And I found some really good quotes from people that didn't feel like they were seen in the workplace. But I'll let you get into it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, this is going to be so much fun to discuss. And... For me, it's kind of like a huge issue because growing up, I was never, ever, ever fully comfortable with what I was wearing, and I never fully understood why. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just kind of 
hey, there's this very strict standard for what boys should be wearing. And since I was assigned male at birth, that's something that was obviously kind of shoved onto me. But I was always, even from a very young age, again, another reason I don't know why I didn't figure out sooner that I was, you know, just a little... And it was always the damn jeans, the blue right. jeans and khakis and cargo shorts. I always hated that shit. Honey, it was always the cargo shorts. I oh, God. Fuck the cargo hus- shorts. In my huskier times, honey, I wear them husky shorts, like the jorts. Ooh. Oh, not jorts. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jorts are starting to make a comeback, yeah, and I, I've got to just... I, I know, I, I know. I have some jorts now, but I slim down. I look good. I look damn good, so I wear them. And it's not even that anymore. It's like how you wear the jorts. That's, exactly. You can dress it up. You can dress it down. And that's what... I'm trying to be more open-minded about it, but if, like... I, don't, I just never understood... You got jeans, and I've never understood, like ill-fitting clothing as a whole i know that that's just a whole section of fashion that i'm not built to understand mm-hmm. and i have to accept that and it all in the end this all boils down to what makes you feel comfortable at the end of the day what you feel comfortable oh, wearing sure. and what helps you identify with your personality and your identity and what's true to you oh so, for sure so the opinions that i throw out here today are mine alone and what? We we seek no judgment. We don't judge others here. Exactly. But I will tell you, if I see one more person wear a polo with shorts, I'm gonna fucking end it all. I Honey, hate it. That is what I grew up with, especially in my like area. That's all people wore. Even I wore that shit sometimes. To it me, that's it's country club frat chic, and I'm not super into it frat chic i agree with the frat (laughs) chic but what tops it off even more is when they use the white nike socks like the crew socks that go all the way up to your knee wearing them with like sperry's or crocs sperry's or like sneakers oh my god like white nikes or sketchers that's where i draw the line it's always like 50 50 for any shoe brand but i'm veering so far off topic <laughs> now i'm just becoming violent we don't want you to become violent now no i haven't had enough to drink i'm okay. caffeine so i'm like all wired i've got a bottle of syrah from um yeah where's that mendocino yeah mendocino county in california it's gorgeous and then last night i think i was drinking like a red blend with my cousins it was really good love that i think it was um I think it was like in a barrel age, like in a whiskey barrel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those. God, those are popping up everywhere right now. They're really good. But getting back on topic. Yes, yes, yes. So, I was never really fond of those fashion styles growing up. And it's something that kind of carried over into my daily life. Sure. Like my grown-up life. Uh, I always tried finding comfort in clothes that were a little more baggy but it never really fit mm-hmm. like my personality not just the fact that it didn't fit like that was a given i tried finding like slimmer fitting clothing but i never felt comfortable because growing up i was a little chunk chunk oh weren't we all yeah i had body adi adi issues and <laughs> uh who doesn't me too still working through them but i'm like same same yeah slowly but surely figuring it all out uh-huh. 
I eventually started feeling more comfortable with adding a splash of color to my clothing because for mm -hmm. a while it was always that like dark the black because and like the grays and the navies. And I eventually realized that, hey, I'm not just wearing black because I'm depressed all the time, but I'm also just wearing black because I felt like any attachment to any vibrant colors on the spectrum would immediately be deemed as super feminine and I was never really comfortable with that because I had a lot of internalized yeah. homophobia and a lot of internalized misogyny. I was really working through a lot of different issues trying to figure out who I was and a lot of internalized transphobia attached to that because bitch didn't know that she was she they so like <laughs> really figuring out shit now. I mean, I feel like the older we get, the more we get m more in tune with ourselves and our bodies. And how we express ourselves mm -hmm. in every aspect of our being. Like, I'm just now, at 24, going on 25, starting to figure out how to make myself feel comfortable. Not just with what I'm wearing, but how I'm being. Right. And it's a glorious transition. Oh, for sure, honey. You get to relearn yourself, understand what you need, like what your needs are. We are the lucky ones as a gorgeous actress from the critically acclaimed TV show Pose once said, because we get to build ourselves. Hallelujah. glorious. Right. Well, one interesting fact from one of my articles that came from the Washington Post uh, mentioned that larger companies have begun making small but measurable efforts within the non-binary um, LGBTQ plus community. And one of those examples came from United Airlines. Uh, they became one of the first airlines to offer non-binary bookings for when you book your flight. And they also included like different tutorials and different things for male and female or non-conforming people and giving them some type of relaxed looks they can wear to work. And it's such a huge deal too. Especially in the airline community, like... Oh my god, it's so strict! Stewardess every day wearing the same thing and the flight attendants wearing the same thing, but now like, you can somewhat express yourself. Oh my god, the American Airlines ascot. Yeah. <laughs> Looking like Fred from Scooby-Doo. Pretty much. Just as gorgeous, just on a different end of the gender spectrum, obviously. Right. God, I have a question so... for you. Like, how do you feel at work, like, dressing? Like, some days you want to wear nail polish, some days you want to wear makeup. Like, are your um, other employees okay with that and your employers? They are. But initially, when I was first hired, uh, it was a really unique situation for me because I was still coming to terms with who I was. And when I first started working there, they were requiring that everyone had to tuck in their shirts into their pants. Okay. And for me, that shows off more of my masculine figure, which was not ideal. So I was really struggling with that for a while. Um, sure, sure. I eventually started noticing that the women I worked with did not tuck in their shirts. They Apparently they were not required because the women's fit shirts are a shorter cut. So they actually okay. can't be tucked in. 
got it because it's too short to tuck in yeah versus a man's shirt is longer yeah i can see that yeah and i understood that but it was still really concerning that we didn't have a very like fluid uh, kind of uniform policy among our employees mm-hmm. so eventually i just kind of did an experiment where i just kind of showed up to work with my shirt untucked and watched what happened and no one said a damn thing wow i had a full beat on my face like i had my lipstick glowing eyeshadow yes, on point bro. like i even did my damn contour and it was tore up from the flora but it still was working right and no one still said anything to you exactly because they were just like okay colton looks good today let's go back and sell some wine <laughs> it wasn't a difficult transition and once i started using they them pronouns that was a little more difficult for my employers and my coworkers to kind of adjust to i mean it's a difficult thing for me to adjust to there's mm-hmm. we're still in that adjustment period but eventually i felt comfortable enough to ask for uh, new work shirts because we're okay. required to wear uh shirts with the company brand on them right right and i wanted something with a little more vibrant pop of color and they didn't really have that in the men's fit and i was like well i also wear instead of from this specific brand Mm -hmm. rather than just fitting into a men's medium from them i can also fit into a women's large and i was like let's see what the fuck happens Mm -hmm. and my boss looked at me and he was like let's see what we got they had one left and it's honestly my favorite shirt and i wash it like every day after i get home from work because i feel more comfortable wearing that particular work shirt than any other ones like this one actually it just feels right not just the fact that it fits appropriately it's slim cut and it is like slightly cinched right at the waist and it gives me a more feminine look nice nice it just makes you but feel more the, comfortable and more like the, yourself. Yeah, it's the very idea that it's a women's cut. That's what makes me feel more comfortable wearing it. Mm-hmm. Just the very idea that I'm wearing something that was built for people who are feminine. That's really good. Like That was a defining moment in my job for me. Absolutely. Hell, it was a defining moment for me, period. Being able to comfortably say, hey, I want to wear this and I will feel comfortable in it and it'll make me feel more comfortable at work. And the fact that they were able to immediately provide that not only at no additional cost and support support it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Big thing to support you and support that option and give you that option. It strengthened my bond with that company and with my employers and all my coworkers. And the work environment started changing as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm sure that me being who I am probably had a big push on that and their comfort and their support for me as a person, as I've gotten super close with everyone who works there, I feel like that had a big uh, push for this adjustment. But one day I came into work and I logged on to our Slack channel and I was the only one who had their pronouns attached to their name on their profile for wow. like months just months but like overnight i came into work 
and there were like three or four other co-workers who would put their pronouns onto their Slack profiles. Mm-hmm. So another cool thing I read in an article was that in 2015, a survey by the National Center for Trans Equality found that 19% reported being fired, denied, or a promotion for not... Um, because of their gender expression, basically. So they were denied promotions and they were fired because of their gender expression. Correct. That's... And this is six years ago. God, that's so imagine, fucked, but not surprising, honestly. Right. Like, I'm at, well, then again, the, that was around the time the Trump administration, not trying to get political, was in office. I know. And there was a lot of language when he first took office uh, that right. was very limiting to trans individuals. So I feel like that was the time where things were just out of the loop and no one really did their research up until now. Yeah. And the changes were made. There's been a crazy adjustment Back to like my childhood. Like there's this one person in particular that identified as female, but mostly every day at school, they'd wear like the men's uniform. So I'm thinking maybe they knew who they were at that time. Like they identified as female, but they wear the male uniform. Correct. And they grew out their and hair because they had short hair, but then they grew it out and they wear like the men's uniform, like the baggy cargo shorts and then the polo instead of like the skirt. But you think it's possible they could have been restricted to wearing the male uniform because they were potentially assigned male at birth and that's something that they were being very strict and problematic yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, that could be it, too. That's But it's just crazy to think how many years Or maybe back. that's also just how they were feeling comfortable as well with yeah, their gender expression. Yeah, how they feel comfortable, so exactly. But the school didn't seem to have a problem with it, so... And it's so crazy to me that people are so wound up with how we express ourselves through fashion. Like, the biggest thing that I remember from my childhood dealing with fashion on top of all of my other issues was like a big issue with boys wearing pink oh honey yes for no motherfucking reason right like why do you have to restrict yourself on the color spectrum growing up and i'd get slack sometimes for wearing it i'm like i i like the color and the shirt's comfortable and this is me i knew i looked good in clothes like that for a while but walking around, I never felt fully comfortable because I always felt like it kind of drew attention to me, too. And I was mm-hmm. very much in the business of wanting people to stay the fuck out of mine. Of course. Of course, now I'm just like, hey, here's my business. Everyone enjoy. <laughs> I even be like that. I'm just like, fuck it. I wear what I wear. And if you don't like it, keep it moving, honey. Mm-hmm. Damn skippy. That's why I've got my whole outfit planned out for Charlotte Pride. If it still happens, Miss Delta, you better watch the fuck out. I think it is the last time I checked. Yeah. But their dates are, like, spread out. Like, yeah, some luckily, dates are, like, in September, some are in October. And some are, like, in November, and it's just different kind sure of events. Like, yeah. Pride-associated across the few months. But the big parade like is still, to, like, like, late this main... month. Yeah. Do you think you'll be able to make it to the big parade this month? I don't know. I hope so. I went to my first Pride 2019 and literally I felt so free. Like I wore not like 
everyday clothing per se Mm -hmm. it was quite short my titties were hanging out like let your titties fly bitch free the nips i was very comfortable like i wore my short shorts i never wear those out in public unless i'm at the gym and that's it or around the house i felt very comfortable expressing myself and just being around people like me awesome that's what it's for i've got see mine that i have planned out for this parade is very similar to that so it's so booty shorts i've got a crop top that says spill the tea sis oh nice nice yeah that one's gonna be real cute and then i've got fishnet stockings and then i'm also looking at these high heel boots that i really want to get that have like these um they're like these suede high heel boots with like these gold studs on the back that okay are currently on sale and i get paid on friday Just make so. sure they're comfortable to walk in first before you buy them i mean <laughs> i've been uncomfortable my whole life i might as well just buck it out for one pride festival true 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 true, true. but it's gonna be real cute you you, you. another I'm gonna look fact, like a whole uh, slut <laughs> i love oh, it bitch. You I'm going to throw that ass in a circle. That ass in a circle. Can you let me finish my sentence? Only if you throw that ass in a circle. Okay, fine. Throw that ass in a circle. Hey, throw that ass in a circle. You know, I have no problems there. But another fun fact (laughs) that I learned was millennials now make up over one-third of the American workforce. Yes. So, one... uh, I'm just making up facts here. Like one of, out of those three millennials, I'm sure are gay or are part of the LGBT community, mm-hmm. and they dress however they want to dress, whatever makes them feel comfortable. Yes, indeed. And we are those one in three, just throwing our ass in a circle. You know, just throwing our ass in a circle. Throwing ass in. I didn't pay for the rights for that song. I probably should. Are you turning me down? I'm turning you down. <laughs> too loud. Uh, the audacity. You're about, to go on, you're about to go on mute. No, the fuck I'm not. You are about to go on mute. Bitch. <laughs> I think you scared Reed because he was texting me like all the last few days. What I do to Reed? You know what you did. What with the cornfield? That and other <laughs> stuff. Other he's stuff. Like, he's like, I'm going to block his ass. I said, don't do that. Their ass. And what do you mean? what I do? All I know is about the cornfield thing. <laughs> he sent me an audio message saying he was like this close to blocking me. And then thankfully I didn't send him that meme I sent you. What meme? Was the one it the with Tom corn? France. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll read it to the viewers. <laughs> mm mm. It was the little clip it from Big Mouth. <laughs> oh, Tom Franks goes, he's dumb. And Jonathan Vaness goes, the dumb ones get pounded the hardest I need. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, why is this us? But mostly you. Oh, but the person who fucked me, let me tell you, they weren't dumb. That's why I let them slither on in. First of all, well, Hogwarts style, let them slither in. Did you use a condom? Luckily, we both had gotten tested just the week prior. 
for HIV, AIDS, and all of the accompanying STDs and STIs. Mm-hmm. We did not use a condom this one time, but I did also have sex like two days after I got back to North Carolina, and I did use a condom there. <laughs> Heard. As long as both parties were consenting. Exactly. Also, and know your status. Know your status can get tested regular, like regularly, yes. Like, this is my thing. If I'm going to do it unprotected, i got to have the paperwork. And I did have the paperwork. Uh, of course. Next up on the agenda, uh, if you're cool with me picking the next one right here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Any questions for me? Comments? I don't really have a whole lot of questions written down right here. Just a bunch of um, new, like subcategories of the same topic you feel i feel yeah like go ahead and list them all honey. yeah like uh the next one i've got written down here is the sexual the sexualization of fashion and how that kind of translates to people in the lgbtq plus community oh that's a good one yeah because i know that a lot of celebrities lately have kind of been taking a step back from the sexualization of fashion mm-hmm. uh, to kind of feel more comfortable with themselves and kind of normalize the being in the public eye. You shouldn't necessarily have to flaunt your body if you don't want to. And that's such a big deal. But it's also something that I know has become super empowering for people in the queer community because we're always meant to feel ashamed of who we are down to the very last molecule. Absolutely. And that's why you can also see so many scantily cladded gays at Pride. They're not trying to make other people feel uncomfortable or less than. They're just trying to show, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm proud of. And I've worked very hard to achieve this for myself. Not even just like the muscle gaze. It's of course every person who decides to throw on it's some booty person. shorts and a crop top. Honey, that will be me. Same season. Even when we go on our group friend trip, that will be me. Ass and titties all all the time, hanging out. All the time, all the time. Unless I'm in a sundress. I don't care. Unless I'm in a sundress. God, I'll look good in a sundress. I'm sure you do, with them long legs of yours. Yeah, but I need a sundress that covers enough of the long legs, because a long length (laughs) sundress for people who are assigned female at birth with my lanky ass legs comes up to about mid thigh. <laughs> Just don't it's wear a, bit a see-through of... sundress. What if I want to wear a see-through sundress? I mean, hey, if that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. Let me let my dick hang out. No judgment here. Got me moving side to side. That's just my dick swaying in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I want it to be known that Ariana Grande did not sign off on that. <laughs> We'll just blurb that out. No, I'm going to keep it in. Let's see what happens. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to get sued. Funny thing you say that. Like, I literally was listening to another podcast. I think it was yesterday. And mm. they're talking about how, you know, they just started it out just for fun. Something to, like, laugh about preoccupy yeah. their time. And now, like, years later, there's this big podcast doing, well, they did live shows before COVID. And they sell merch. I'm just like, wow, that could be us. I'm really looking into I'm it. If, if this keeps growing, because <clears throat> like it keeps growing at a steady pace. God, <clears throat> again, drink some water. 
I got wine. I'm fine. <laughs> Pour your wine. Loosen up that throat. Mm. No pun Hated that. <laughs> Not the wine, the comment. I mean, you gotta get ready for later. You gotta be ready at all times. What's later? What you think is happening tonight? I don't know. I don't know, yo. Schedule. I'm gonna have a pop-up dick appointment. I don't know. Girl, it's Monday. It's too close to the Lord's Day. <laughs> oh, so now you want to get religious on me. Okay. Mm, probably not. <laughs> 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 but no, I don't have any uh, current set dick appointments. But if there's anyone who'd like to apply, follow the links. You'll find my Instagram, my Snapchat, my Facebook, my Twitter. You can... Slide into any DMs you want, then you can slide on into me. That's disgusting. Say <laughs> <laughs> <So> well said. <laughs> Don't know where that accent came from or why it's sticking around. I was around. like, yeah, why are you talking like that? Don't ask. Just love it. I mean, probably don't love it. Like, <laughs> but yeah, um, sexualization of fashion. Not just for the straights, but for us. It's. I was about to say, it's not only for the straights. Yes. Yeah. And I know that that's something that Billie Eilish has been like very Struggling upfront with. with. Like she, yeah. that's the reason she wore such baggy clothing. She never wanted to be sexualized as a young adult. Um, she Correct. didn't want to be sexualized as a woman because she's. Well, she just want She didn't want to get treated less she's in the music industry. Yeah. If you really think about it, the music industry, a lot of people... Like anywhere in the entertainment industry, yeah. Or think less of somebody because they're dressing a certain way. It's like, especially women. Yes. But of course, whenever like, they see a man flaunt his six-pack abs, like, that's fine. Good on him for making progress and staying healthy and going to the gym. But as soon as a yes. woman does it, slut. Like, that's... Exactly. They, like you can't have it both ways, and a lot of people think it's a one way, it's one sided thing. And it's such a double standard there for people who are built differently as well. Like I've got a little extra roll here on my tum tum, mm -hmm. and I love my body, but I'm also working on potentially changing that. Like not just my tubby rolls, but like I don't know. We'll start talking about my um. Body dysphoria and gender dysphoria at another sure. time. That can be another podcast. But sure. um, I really love like the way I look regardless of... Honey, you well, actually, not regardless. regardless. Regardless means that I do care, but I'm just choosing to ignore negative aspects that others tend to thrust upon me. negative thought process and what other people think. I got yes. you. So I love myself, including all of my lumps and bruises and cuts and scars and even the body hair that just won't fucking go away laser hair removal working on it it's expensive i know saving up that's why this podcast needs to take off so i can zap all this hair off my body that and so i can get out of debt i really want to get out of debt can i stop owing people money honey join the club i lost that topic there for a second <laughs> backtrack <laughs> I spiral. I spiral constantly. I've got to stay on topic. But yeah, I love myself including all of these little curves. And I feel like people, especially uh, people with different body image than what the beauty industry labels as mm -hmm. truly beautiful. Something that's kind of 
taken into account at pride festivals. Like you see people of every shape and size, every color, every identity and expression, you'll see them flaunting their shit, letting everything hang out. And it's truly gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Not only that, to me, it's courageous. And it's showing me that it's okay to feel a certain way and address a certain way and just express myself freely with no judgment. It's the confidence. Yes. It's the confidence that's sexy. And the confidence makes me want to fuck everyone. Ooh. You took it there. <laughs> I took it there. I said what was, I said. Was, was not expecting that, but okay. Yeah, we can kind of talk about that. Yeah, we can, we can talk about that. Yeah. I haven't explored that yet, but I feel like if... I mean, I know that demisexual, like demisexuality is a thing where you're attracted that, to a person me. based off your emotional attraction to them. But Yep, that's me. I'm wondering I'm if part of that... emotional than physical. I'm wondering if part of that expression kind of builds into, like, expands into other people's confidence. Like, I'm attracted to other people's confidence. That's what turns me on. If I think they... that's me. Like, you literally described me. That's exactly how I feel. Like, if I connect with a certain somebody and I can feel, like, their presence and, like, they're secure and they're confident. Like, to me, that's sexy. Exactly. And I'm starting to kind of I uh, change my uh, sexual orientation on top of that because I'm mm-hmm. kind of expanding into bisexuality because... Oh, okay. Yeah. And this is something wow. that I've not really thrown you out. There's probably, like... That. I know. Cool. Yeah, no. This is, like... Wow. I've talked to Kalia about it and... I think one other person, I think it might have been my brother. I think it might be Kalia and my brother Wayne, who I've talked about. Oh, with. God, I love him. Oh, he's phenom, but don't he's tell him. He's the best. That. I don't think he well, listens he's to this listen podcast. To I don't think he will, but. <laughs> oh, well. If you're out there, Wayne, we I mean, love you. We love you, Wayne, but also, I feel like you know that I'm flipping you off right now, even though you didn't have to see it. Um. But yeah, yeah, I didn't know I, about you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's... Is it going back to, like, the demisexuality? Like, you being more focused on a woman's presence and, like, her mind? Not even... Well, it's not women. Because it's not um, pansexual. It's bisexual. And for me, it's not um, people who identify as women. It's people who identify as male and people who identify as not binary Okay. So that's where it lands. Got you. And I feel like homosexuality is kind of, I mean, I feel like it expresses my interest in masculinity, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily attach to the fact that I don't necessarily care what genitalia someone has. Gotcha. And I'm okay with, like, I also, it's really difficult because I also enjoy a partner who expresses their femininity. So it's mm-hmm. it's a weird deal for me, you know? It's it doesn't not, have anything to do with masculinity or femininity or say, the parts, but it's like... As it sounds, but... So I guess in reality, it's pansexuality possibly, but I don't feel attracted to people who identify as female. Mm-hmm. It's a spectrum that's all over the place and it's weird as fuck and I'm weird as fuck. But also my interest in others is not weird as fuck because it's me and it's natural to have sexual and (laughs) emotional inclinations towards whoever the fuck you want so i don't know why i'm also trying to shove myself into a box this is a weird turn from (laughs) talking about style and fashion but here we are i mean we break it down here honey 
break it all down. This we're is we're breaking it down category by category, and that's a okay. I feel like this is the true definition of no filter as well, because it's just everything is just coming out directly from well, brain to mouth. Well, this about everything. Exactly. No shame. Only cute. Only petty. No shame. So yeah, who knows who the fuck I'll end up with in the future, but they'll probably not use she, her pronouns. As long as I'm invited to the wedding. That's all I care about. If there is a wedding. I don't know. Or a commitment ceremony. Whatever you might decide. I like that. Actually, there might be a wedding. I do love a good tax break. (laughs) (laughs) Tax break, honey. Yes, ma'am, tax break. Anyway, let's talk about non-binary expression. So what do you know about non-binary fashion? Or um, gender non-conforming fashion specifically? Honestly, I didn't know anything until I, I did some research. And, for example, like, I didn't realize, like, a lot of people go into, like, if they're non-conforming, they'll go to, like, the male section at a store, maybe find out something that will fit them, whether it be pants or, like, a shirt. And then they make it their own. But a lot of these people don't find what they're looking for. And that's what really hit home for me. Because growing up, like, I used to be overweight. I couldn't find anything that could fit me. So I could kind of relate to that to an extent. Or at least something that fit you and looked good on top of that. Right. Exactly. But now from my experience, like, when I go out and shop, like, I might go in the women's section. I might get something that's... A little feminine, and I'll wear it. As you should. I remember um, Kalia and I went thrifting one day. We wound up at this Goodwill way out in the middle of nowhere. Aren't those the best, though? They are, and I found this gorgeous pair of jeans that were, like, they were slightly bleach-stained around the cuffs of the jeans, like, around Mm -hmm. the pant legs. Mm -hmm. Like, there was some spotting there. Like, they would obviously been cleaning in these jeans and i was like that's okay i'm gay i cuff them anyway so it's fine it's the perfect i cut them anyway so i get them up to the counter and the woman at the counter is looking at them and she's like and she can't find the tags like the person who owned them before cut the tags out and she's like did you find these in the men's section or the women's section and i was like honestly at that point i couldn't remember where i'd found because i'd had so many items in my cart that i'd pulled Mm -hmm. from all over the fucking store And I was like, honestly, I don't remember because I was all over the place and I just found stuff that I thought looked cute and fit and I just threw it in here. And she said, well, clothes don't have a gender anyway. I just need to know which price to attach to it. And I was like, "Uh." okay, well, bless your heart. It's like, yes, she knows she's done this. This is her. Yes. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. (laughs) That's the correct response. She was like. I'll just put it on whatever was cheaper just because, like, you've got so much stuff here and it's all going to charity anyway. And it was free. She was looking out <laughs> to for the you. Store. Yeah. Like, I got to go back there. She was phenomenal. I don't, I hope she still works there. Um, but another thing with non binary fashion, like, mm. for me, is the fact that people who don't strictly dress as androgynous, who are non conforming or non binary, gender fluid, Mm-hmm. they're immediately seemingly invalidated by not just the other members of the LGBT community, but also people who are part of the trans community specifically. Mm-hmm. 
Like, there's a lot of infighting with each subcategory of the Alphabet Mafia, and it's sure. truly ridiculous to an extent. Because just because I have they them pronouns and my identity seems to flow back and forth between male identity, masculinity, and female identity, femininity, doesn't mean that I should solely dress in clothes that make me look like David Bowie and you can't tell who the fuck's wearing what. Like, Right. Let me put on a dress, beat my face, and look like a woman, and then yes, you can use she, her pronouns if you'd like, Susan, but it doesn't really matter. Let me ask you this. Like, how do you feel when others don't address you as they, them? Like, they introduce you or they react to you by a different pronoun or gender it's something that does bother me a little bit but i also feel that i have to take it with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. knowing that the world is slowly changing and if i correct people these days that my pronouns are they and them there's usually a quick adjustment of oh sorry i didn't know i'll use that now and it's like that's okay like that's fine to me okay Um, if they don't notice my pronoun pin that I, cause I'm I remember you like telling me every you wear a pronoun day, pin. Yeah. At work. Every day, not just at work, but everywhere, even in my own house, I'll wear it. No, like my family, they've known me for 24 years. It's a very big adjustment for them. So absolutely. And sometimes, although sometimes, yeah, sometimes they forget. And it does still kind of hurt sometimes when they don't get it right. But mm-hmm. I know that it's still a growing process and it takes time to make such a huge change because this is how they've referred to me my entire life. Right. So I'm willing to take it with a grain of salt, no matter who I'm talking to. Because if I have to, like, if I get to make an exception for one person, then everyone should be able to get that same playing field. But also, I have to remember, equity, not equality. If you've just met me and you're still fucking it up, we need to have a one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. Pull them to the side. Give them a little one-on-one. Like, a slip-up here and there is okay. But, like, if right off the bat, hi, I'm Colton, call me Coco, they, them, theirs. And, like, ten minutes later, you're like, he, him, his to every little itty-bitty thing. I'm going to be like, all right, pow-wow, let's go. Let's talk about him. Pow and wow are the name of my fist. Pow-wow. <laughs> yeah, going so, off to what you were saying, a quote from an article that I also was reading says, I believe corporations slash establishments should be up front with their dress code or get HR educated on pronouns. Yeah, and that's something that also started taking place after I came out in the workplace. Mm-hmm. I could definitely tell that there was some there was some open language and open conversation about identity and pronouns and reference in the workplace and everyday life and it was something that all of my coworkers started jumping on top of without necessarily having to have a conversation with me about it and that made it a lot more comfortable and inviting and it's something That's that good. i mean it did initially take a little jumpstart conversation that i won't get I super say, into it will take that uncomfortable conversation that needs to take place and then after that it should get better, but if it doesn't, that's when you pull them to the side and be like, hey, like this is how you should address a certain somebody when they come in or an employee. Exactly. And just remember, everybody makes mistakes, but it's good to start practicing those pronouns, those preferred pronouns. Exactly. And there's something that I've noticed with my workplace as well. We've like as I've started becoming more inviting and more present with my identity and more expressive of that. 
I've noticed that there are more customers who come in who are more expressive of their identities and they're more expressive with their pronouns. And I've had so many new customers come up to me and they admit that they're actually part of the trans community and they have, or they have family members who are trans and they acknowledge that it's such a big deal that what we're doing at our store and how we are so inviting and helpful. And it really like made me cry one day because someone gave like a whole story about their, like they gave the whole backstory of their son who came out as trans and seeing people wear their pronoun pins regularly was something that was such a big deal. And it shows a change and it shows that it doesn't matter like what you wear or who you are and how you identify. Like there's always a welcoming spot for you. Of course. And that's how it should be. Everybody should have a seat at the table. Period. Period. I'm just glad I work in an industry where most employers and most employees are accepting and they're educating themselves. It could be a lot better, but it's a start. I'm pouring myself another glass of wine. I got an aerator that. in the bottle, so it sounds very weird. I need to buy an aerator. That's one thing I haven't bought. It was a nice a little. It was a nice little gift. Wine I drink. The I like the wine opener, but I don't have an aerator. This one also catches a lot of the sediment that's in the bottle, which luckily, because this one has like an egregious amount of sediment in it, and it's kind of off-putting. But it's also like a six-year-old wine, so it kind of makes sense. Mm, delish. Sound like someone was pissing there for a minute, though. You nasty. No, but can... I'll be out okay. in a minute. <laughs> Okay, you need to reenact it. I'm just wondering, <laughs> can you stop being gross for a second? <laughs> I'm immature because it's still entertaining. <laughs> I'm just wondering how this is only my second glass of wine are dealing with like the non-binary people and the kids, especially the middle schoolers, like at that awkward stage. Well, when I was in high school, there were a couple students who started coming out as trans and it was still like a foreign topic, not just for me because I was still in the closet at the time, but same. And I hadn't even, I I didn't even think about like pronouns and gender and, well, like, a lot of it's progressed over the years. I know, like, there's so much more open conversation like, I feel about like it right now. My but... sophomore year of high school, that's when people started using pronouns and started coming out as trans and were just being more open with themselves, which is awesome. It I is. wish I would have came out around then or a better understanding, but that's okay. It is okay. Like, we're still seeing the progress, and it sucks that it's still not quite as open for so many people, but it's really incredible seeing that there's so much growth out there right now for our community. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much more, it's not just the big conversations in the media. You can see the smaller conversations happening around you too. Like that little local conversation. That's, that's what's key to change. Mm -hmm. It's not just what you see in the media coverage. It's what we can do for ourselves and what other people are doing for us as our allies. Absolutely. Next time I talk to my mentor slash really good friend, I have to ask her 
um, if she has any experiences with it, teaching in a classroom with kids and they're non-binary or they might be um, in the community. I'm sure it's something that's also really difficult. So I'm wondering to... like what kind of trainings are available for teachers or if there's training available for teachers now. And because we are currently in the South, if there's still a bit of pushback against that kind of education and conversation in the classroom, because I know that for like the public school systems, depending on that little variance between each state, how they're able to deal with certain issues and conversations. Right. Because I don't know if any of you who are listening know this, but the public school system doesn't necessarily like acknowledging that we exist. (laughs) It's pretty fucked. They're just now like showing films of black people, like as slaves and them using you know, the N-word and, like, other things. But before, they never really showed that. And it's still really difficult, like, showing that kind of content because I remember we were... I don't know if we talked about this before. We watched that kind of material when I was in high school. We were mm-hmm. talking about Uncle Tom's Cabin. Right. And we were also reading... Um, the classic To Kill a Mockingbird. Not even that. We were also reading about Huck Finn. Okay. And there was a very large conversation about the N-word. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we were in a an honors classroom in rural Indiana. Right. There were two black students in our class. Yep. Sounds about right. Like, our high school has so many people of color that go there like it's not an even split they're still a minority like people Mm -hmm. of color are still a minority in that class like sure in that town but it's it wasn't quite as offset for the rest of the school as it was for the honors classes which was really upsetting and the fact that we were having this conversation and white people were openly using the n-word and they were continuing to have this conversation yeah i remember reading one of those books, I think it was middle school, and reading one of those old books, and one of the students is reading out loud. And the teacher goes, like, it's okay to say it because it's in a literature context, but it's you should not use who... that word outside of this classroom and there's... or to anyone. And I was very shocked because, again, like you're mentioning, like, this. And this was the honors class that I was in. And I was like, okay, I feel somewhat respected, but at the same time feel uncomfortable. Because I was literally one of two black people in that class. Yeah. And this was a private school too, so not many of us went to this private school. Like, everybody knew who Jules was or who so-and-so was, because there's very few of us. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate to get a good education, don't get me wrong. It just was... There's some awkward conversations that needed to happen. Absolutely. But I felt like the way that they were having the conversation in our classroom and not acknowledge, like the two people, like the two black people who were in our class, they were obviously uncomfortable. Yeah. And our teacher tried getting them to talk. And they were like, yeah, no, like this is not like the way this is happening is not okay. And we're not comfortable. Right. And I was like, I was just in the background, like, 
I really don't, like, I'm not comfortable. I don't know what to do. And I can't imagine what the fuck they're feeling right now. Right. And then we were like that. It was only one day in class too, because someone did leave the classroom and continue to have an inappropriate discussion about the topic mm-hmm. offsite. So that was the last day that we had that conversation about that book. This is so far off topic of style. It really fashion, is. But I'm not sure how we got here, but it's okay. It's a necessary it's conversation. Us. It's Everything. just, it's a different topic, but a necessary conversation. For sure. Getting back to the whole... Finding a title for this episode's going to be <laughs> fucked. <laughs> topic. How do you feel it is now in general? Just like most stores, like, do you think most brands are communicating that they're non-binary and they have options for people? No. That's fair. Easily no. That's fair. Like, Old Navy recently made an advertisement that they're offering kind of an an androgynous um, style option for their kids' clothing lines. But they I don't. think I saw that too. Yeah, but it's also specifically for the children's clothing line. They don't have that for their adult clothes. For the adult clothes, yeah. Which, honestly, it's a big deal that they have that. That it's um, like a unisex option mm-hmm. for young people. Because we didn't have that growing up, really. Sure we, we didn't. Like, we had the tomboys who were the girls who came in and wore sweatpants and hoodies, whatever the fuck they wanted, and that was fine. But we didn't have clothing that was specifically designed without gender in mind. Right. Which also sucks because it also seems to just be masculine-lined clothing with the same size options just made for everyone. Room for development, you know? hmm It wasn't... Like, those kinds of clothing don't really leave room for people who have more of a feminine identity. It's all strictly androgynous, which is honestly just boxy masculinity. (laughs) Pretty much. That's a better way of putting it, yeah. And androgynous doesn't have to look like that. You can see femininity along the lines of androgyny, and that's what that's what people like David Bowie, Harry Styles, and Kit Cudi, they've been they've done like really well in the past. I'm just hoping it's going to continue to progress, and especially in the rap community, like a hip hop. Absolutely, another. Because I've been re- yeah, that's for another topic for another day. But well, it, but we can have we can kind of have that now though because that's such okay. a big deal. With, well, actually, like, yeah, we can. We can. Like, yeah, it all fits in. Yeah, because that's such a big thing with who Little Nas X is, because he's gay he's black and he sometimes wears a dress or like really tight fitting showing clothing and he allows himself to feel like a sexual being on stage and that's huge i'll tell you this in the mainstream growing up i never saw that shit for black community honey it took years also what he does is like so fucking sexy Oh, for sure. And like half the stuff he does like i don't even think about or wouldn't even imagine someone would do at a performance it's just miraculous what he does and i give him all the kudos for it Mm -hmm. he's changing style standards as well as identity standards he's changing music standards he's a force to be reckoned with Mm -hmm. all across the board tens across the board honey 10 10 out of 10 
Also, I don't know if you've heard his song, um, When the Sun Goes Down. I think I've heard a little bit of it. That one. It's one that he came out with between, um, oh gosh, it was between Montero and Industry Baby. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, I probably heard it then. Because it kind of talks about his like path to coming out of the closet and his mm-hmm. depression that was associated with that. And seeing him kind of... I watched of, an interview with him discussing it. I've never heard this one, but I heard him discussing it. Oh my god. Interview. It is so fucking good. <laughs> and seeing him kind of play around with the femininity that he's comfortable with <clears throat> in his music videos and kind of exploring homosexuality and Mm -hmm. feminine style is such a huge breath of fresh air because i struggled to see that within the white assigned male at birth community so i can't even begin to fathom like for black queer folks like for black black queer folks yeah yeah that's such an like that's an untapped pool of culture sitting there and all that beauty is just waiting to be seen it's incredible these next few years are going to be fucking sick oh for sure i'm just hoping that more representation is being added not only for the music industry but for television and movies exactly and with pose being canceled and they have the largest trans cast in history yep i say canceled concluded respectfully the story was brought to an elegant close to a great close, but I'm hoping there are more stories that are portrayed. Exactly. And I feel like we're slowly, but surely starting to see more of them. Mm-hmm. We're just, it's a work in progress. Like literally they're still filming the shit. They're still filming it. <laughs> Either that, or they're still figuring out how to come out and, express themselves yeah and i've been seeing a lot of focus on representation in the media for youth as well yes because like netflix has been putting out a lot of shows lately that are more yeah more inclusive um like she-ra i watched that one and something i kind of came to a conclusion of was i started watching like all of these queer TV shows meant for children, like those cartoons, because it was something that I didn't have growing up. And that's something that I'm fine with right now. Like I'm like, respectfully, I will continue to watch this shit because it's something that I didn't have exposure to as a young, like at a young age. And it's something that I'm really enjoying right now because we still get to see ourselves portrayed. For sure. Like they actually have a character who's non-binary and uses they, them pronouns and children get to see Oh, that wow. interaction on screen. That That's amazing. It's incredible. Of course, the character is a villain, but like there are so many other gay characters in that show that aren't villains, that it's fine. Yeah, that's true. And like Steven Universe, and then... Um, yeah, there's, I watched Steven Universe. That's good. There's one that I was like, I saw that existed, but I haven't really watched it yet. It's that like Kipo and the Wonder Beasts, whatever. Child, I don't even know. I don't even know. But, like, Dragon Prince, which is made by the same people who made Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, the OG. Yeah, the OG, OG. Yeah. Some of the same voice actors, too. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and they have um, non-binary LGBT people. 
um, queer couples, disabled folks. Like there's so much representation across the board. Nice. And people who use different pronouns across the spectrum and phenom.com. Love it. I seen, I seen. Samesies, honey, samesies. So we're starting to see more non-binary expression, not just in fashion slowly but surely but in the media um, for youth as well as adults it's really really cool i just wish that they're like now getting back into style and fashion specifically i wish that there were also more affordable options for non-binary clothing or for like feminine clothing for people who are assigned male at birth that isn't specifically labeled for cross-dressers or for drag queens. Like, I love it and I respect it. But I need something that's built as, like, daily clothing f- for my community, by my community. But also at a reasonable price because a bitch be broke. I don't know if you've seen that before. Like, I've seen a bunch of new brands coming. I think that you actually I'm sent sorry, me a link. Seen, yeah, I think I sent you a link the other day. Yeah. There was... There's a few different clothing lines that are starting up or there's actually a there's a bunch of designers that were starting to dig into clothing for non-binary folk the only thing i'm worried about there is like the uh, the money situation like on top of that mm-hmm. because that's going to be a very very niche group of people who are going to be able to afford that clothing right like, and trying to keep up with the capital for the company. Like, they have to open up their branding and make yeah, sure they like, have enough funding. I think one of them on there was, like, Karl Lagerfeld. What were, the, what were some of the other ones that were mentioned in that article? That was... Um, I read it briefly. I can't remember off the top of my head. I have to look yeah. at the article again. I think I've got the link on my phone. Let me pull it up. There were so many things we talked about. I have, like, all of them pulled but up just for quick really reference. Cool. Yeah. Because it was from uh, WWD, and it was... Yeah, there's, yeah, so direct quote from them. That hasn't stopped a growing number of brands from wading into gender-fluid, unisex, or polysexual fashions with Louis Vuitton, Balenciaga, Marc Jacobs, Karl Lagerfeld, and Stella McCartney among brands parading such styles for spring of 2021 or long-chain capsule collections in recent months. So that's something that a bunch of major designers are starting to get into. They're starting to see that not only there's like a demand for it, but there's a lot of money to be made as well. Exactly. From, and these big name brands are starting like, yeah. to come up with ideas for that market. But that's kind of like the struggle for me though, is that they only saw the demand for it when they were high end, high paying customers willing to buy it. Mm-hmm. Like the demand has always been there, honey. Always. It just comes to But show now it's that just not accessible for everyone. Open. And they did their research, their market research. But yeah. you're right. Not everybody can perform Marc Jacobs, or Balenciaga, Gucci, whatever. Now that it's becoming more mainstream and people are starting to kind of align their identities as such and feel more comfortable wearing different types of clothing, that's when they decided to kind of like jump in at it. Mm-hmm. It's not a unique request. It's, a, it's now they're finally seeing it as a gold mine. And that kind of sucks. Like, I'm happy that the change is happening. I'm just not necessarily happy with how we got there. It's just like, you can pick a battle, you may win or you may lose. Yep, and that's 
such a great point. I've got to choose my battles and like being mad about that kind of shit is not going to get me anywhere. Now that I'm happy it's in the mainstream. Now we have to discuss how are we going to be able to push for more clothing? Like affordable. Exactly. We need to make it more accessible to lower income communities, especially that. Mm -hmm. And that I can kind of attach to the number of LGBTQ plus youth who are out on the streets who can't afford that kind of shit, but they need gender affirming treatments on top of gender affirming clothing. And that's why there's when we were part of pride J Wu when we were in college, we did one or two different yep, clothing drives for mm-hmm. a local charity that they were specifically trying to get clothing for people who were transitioning, who were youth who were out on the street and they were looking for people to donate clothing of all different styles and sizes. And cause some of these folks, they don't have the money to buy new clothes. They don't have the money to get these new treatments to feel more comfortable to feel more and, themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Feel more of who they are. And it's such an important aspect of queer life is style and fashion. I mean, it's an important aspect of everybody's life and how you present yourself to the world. But but especially in the LGBTQ plus community, it's a huge thing. Like, we want to look good. Like, we want to look but cute. But we also want to feel good. Like, it has to align with who the fuck we are. Mm-hmm. And that's where the term style comes into play. Because fashion is one thing, style's another. Thank you, Tan France. And that's on period. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking period. Like, my style has no fucking boundaries, nor does it really have any necessary guidelines. I was gonna say, I don't have any guidelines, which is perfectly okay. Like, I'm sure you've seen some of the pictures and videos I've posted before where you're like, I'm trying to get a feel for this. <laughs> well, even when we go out sometimes, or we used to, I'd be like, okay, that's cute. Like, I know how to match the vibe. That's the deal. Exactly. Regardless of what it is, or the color scheme, or... Honey, the extravagance or flamboyancy. You understood the assignment. Damn right. <laughs> you understood it. I'd make an excellent drag queen if I knew how to sew. <laughs> That's one thing you need to learn how to sew. I do need to learn how to sew. Sew me a cute little outfit. Then I can shut the fuck up about the low availability of cost-effective clothing. Because then I can just make my own fucking clothes. There you go. After all, a drag queen does have to be a jack-of-all-trades, especially if she wants to win RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. 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 (laughs) Please don't mute me. (laughs) I didn't mute you. You're good. I feel like this conversation got a lot more serious than our last one, because that one was all about sex, and it was still serious, but like... Also, we are funny. Just being real. (laughs) This one's one's informational... That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. To discuss, to inform, and to be fucking petty. Period. Ooh, that should be like our mission statement. Stay informed, stay cute, stay petty. Mm, Maybe mean, not in that order. Ours, but, you know, along those lines. Maybe not in that order. Which one's more important? Which one do we want to have like as the finishing statement? What do we want to have Petty's as the forefront? Less, I feel like it's... Or should be first. Stay cute. Stay informed. Stay petty. Yeah, I like that. Coco and Jules 2024. (laughs) (laughs) 
I tried to say 24, and then I was like, wait, is it 25? No, it's 24. 25? 24. That works. Uh, I don't know. I'm from New Jersey, apparently. (laughs) Your accents keep on going all over the place. No bullshit. I have no clue what the fuck I'm doing. I never do. But I look good doing it. Anyway, do you have any questions to wrap up or a statement? Tell you what, I've talked a lot about my experiences with style and fashion from my own unique stance. I know that you've got your own. Well, I mean, I touched on, on mine a little bit, but I wouldn't say mine were as suppressed as yours since I'm more. I know, but I know yeah. that there's also a lot more open dialogue now with um, like black queer folk and their gender expression. And mm-hmm. we've talked a bit before about how you felt about expressing your femininity and how now you're a lot more comfortable with it. Right. Do you think that your style is starting to reflect more of that now? Or do you think it's still mostly along that same masculine line and you're just more comfortable with who you are? Most on like the masculine line, but I'll throw like a pop of femininity in there. Like I might wear in different colors. It might be bright. I'll wear my short shorts. Maybe I'm still trying to experiment with it. It's all a growing process. And that's it's a what process. I, that's what we love to see. We are growing as people and we're growing our community. Yes. Let me not get that in my head that I'm like a figurehead <laughs> here, okay? Let me not boost my fucking ego. I'm really not like that. Honey, sometimes we might need to we, we need to hype ourselves up. Because literally I'll be in the store and be like, oh that's cute, but cannot sport it. And that's where I'm so, like, on the fence. As long as you're comfortable with it, you can sport it. That's my biggest thing. That's, like, <laughs> I've had this conversation so many times with Kalia. Oh, I know. Specifically about hoop earrings most recently. Oh, okay. Because I have wanted to get hoop earrings for a long time. Because I want them big-ass dangly hoops on my Don't ears. Don't get the big ones. And that's what she said to me, and I want them. And if I look good, if I think I look good, I'm going to put on those fucking earrings. Honey, you look hella ratchet wearing those. Bet! <laughs> fucking bet. I'm going to put them on. Hoops, but start off with like a small... I'm going to wear the hoops and nothing else, and I'm going to walk down fucking try on and trade. Please. Dick don't. swinging in the wind. <laughs> I don't need Charlotte Police Department to pick you up for hooking. They already got me with fucking... Nope. Never mind. <laughs> uh, what did they get you with, bitch? Not important. They didn't catch me. <laughs> nope. We gonna share now. Nope. Oh, we're out of time. Thank you, everyone. Off camera. You gonna share. <sighs> I'm kidding. I'm ki- I'm not kidding, but I'm kidding. No, you're not. You're gonna tell no. me. Yes. Don't worry. Open conversation. If you can tell me about it's the damn cornfield, whatever, you can tell me about this. I mean, it was during the Black Lives Matter protests. Out of all the damn times. Well, I mean, initially I was going to go to the protest by myself and Kalia was like, hold on, let me not get you shot. Like, she she was like, I literally like walked out in like all black and I was like, I'll be back later. And she's like, nope, not by yourself, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> my girl it was my fine yes. that was when they were throwing the uh fireworks at all of the yeah different businesses I and i was like okay i went outside too with one of my friends and then 
thankfully before that i took my ass back inside because i saw things kind of get out of hand so yeah no i watched someone like pull a gun out of their jacket and just start firing it down an alleyway and then i made eye contact with them and i took Kalia by the arm and i was like we're gonna go this way now bye <laughs> like throw on your back and run you never know what the fuck's gonna happen nope that was like the that was yeah that was the night that they started throwing the tear gas and we got out of there yeah like, that, was that was that happening night. yeah and that's when I still live in uptown. I was yeah. like, uh, yep. I'm going to stay my butt inside. I'm not even going to go on my balcony. I'm just going to look out the window. I mean, that was a good call. But yeah, the police never got us. <laughs> the main thing. And we didn't get shot. More important. Also the main thing. Yeah. I'm so happy that we had to have this conversation. Yes, I'm, I, I was happy to have it as well. And learn and educate myself. And we were able to have such open dialogue with each other. I mean, we have that anyway because there's, like, no shame between us because we're, you know, besties and sisters. Yes. But regardless, it's always nice to have a chat with you. Of course. Alrighty, guys. Well, we hope you have a great week, and please tune in to hear our next podcast. Yes, 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 yes. yes. It's going to be so gorgeous. We have so many amazing things lined up. so much good content. Now that we've, especially now that we've had, like, nearly a month hiatus from this because of crazy ass well, life. life right yeah i'm so excited for all the new convos we're gonna have and also our good friend reed who is one of our allies. roommates and allies and one of our best friends in college he wants we to actually you. we love you so much reed he wants to be a part of one of our next episodes Yes, and we're getting so much better with all this, like, all the actual production of this. So, it's going to be so much better. We might have some exciting guests. We're still working out different things. So, we can have Reed on an episode. Exactly. But, yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. For sure. Might do our first live show. We'll see. We'll see. We'll keep y'all guessing. Um, On that note, this is Jules. This is Coco and Jules Petty Podcast. And I'm out. All right, everyone, you stay cute, you stay petty, and you stay informed, okay? Stay informed now. Live your best life, honeys. We love you so much. We love you mucho. All right. Bye. Bye.